like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule signings, all that good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. Uh, really excited to have Mike Wittenstein on the line today. He is the founder and managing partner of Story Miners. Uh, Mike, welcome to the show. It's great to be with you, Adam. Thanks for having me on as a guest. So I'm really excited to get into what uh, you're doing over at Story Miners, which is uh, billed as one of the world's first strategic storytelling and experience design consultancies. We're going to get into exactly what that means and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, uh, just a little bit more about your background. Uh, how did you get started as an entrepreneur? You know, when I was 13 years old, I bought a table saw and I started making stuff and nothing sold until I was connected with this little old lady who lived in a sinkhole in Orlando, Florida, very close to my house. And I ended up making thousands of specialized planners for her. So when I was 13, I had a micro-manufacturing business. That was my first one. The second time, I did a uh, project in graduate school called Word Masters. We would take handwritten papers from students the night before they were due, turn them around into pristine, fact-checked, footnoted, wonderful printed papers, and we charged triple the going rate. So I had a little manufacturing experience and a little bit of service experience. StoryMiners is probably my third serious business. I had a consultancy, an agency, and now StoryMiners. And I think the, the thing to know about getting into a new business when you're picking what it is that you do some people think, you know, it's whatever comes to them and they should pick. And I'm a big believer in that you should pick a little bit. Don't pick everything because you don't know really what's out there or what clients have to say. But pick something when you're young that you have a lot of passion for and that you're interested in learning about. You might not get to do it exactly the way that you think you will. The world will set you straight. But do pick something that you care about learning because that will give you the energy to go forward and it will help you create your own mental model of how things work. Usually that becomes your competitive advantage. Let's talk a little bit more about, you know, some of the, um, you know, the people that are entering the workforce or maybe they're one to five years in the workforce and they're finding themselves in a situation where maybe they didn't expect to be. So a lot of people talk about passion or find your interest and things like that. But then, you know, there is the reality that some people, when, well, when you graduate, you need to find a job, right? Um, and maybe that first job is not necessarily um, uh, in their, you know, in their passion field, so to speak. Um, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that wants to kind of start going on that entrepreneurial path? You know, if I were giving advice to somebody who is way younger than me and who is exactly what you said, I would tell them the fastest path to really achieving success is to start by getting to know themselves a little bit better. We throw ourselves as young professionals against so many different opportunities, and it can be really confusing. The only ones that you're really allowed to pursue are the ones you're good at. So if you start by finding out what you're good at, especially the way other people word that, you're able to get a really cool perspective on yourself and then it's easier to find what's a good fit for you, not just what you like or what you want to learn, but what the world also needs. So one way to do that is to have an 
an interested, caring, but dispassionate person, there's probably somebody in your life like that, interview you about your strengths. They can ask you questions about how you solve problems, um, how you've come up with ideas, what you did with those ideas, how resourceful you are, how well you team with others, what kind of a communicator you are. Get somebody who knows you a little bit to dig deep and ask you some of these questions. And you'll be surprised when you hear how they transcribe your answers. It's important to ask them or somebody else to do that. You'll be very surprised at how other people see your skills. And time and time again, with my coaching and consulting clients and with other executives I've advised, that turns out to be a really pivotal a pivotal moment in their careers. And I think it works, and I know it works, for people getting started as well. It really shaves months or years off your learning curve. Wow, that's amazing advice, and I, I couldn't agree more. That's, that's, that's top-level uh, advice to the listeners. If you didn't catch all of that, listen to this episode again. Um, let's transition a bit, Mike. I want to talk more about what you're doing over at Story Miners. So what kind of uh, clients do you help, and what do you help them with? Sure. Well, we started in 2002, so at the date of, as of today's date, in 2019, we're about 17 years old. We've worked with Fortune 5 companies, mid-market companies, uh, in all different kinds of situations, and we've also done some micro startups. Honest to God, the work is exactly the same. How you handle the work is what differs. So the, your question was, what do we do? There are three things that we're good at doing at Story Miners. The first one is helping people find out who their brands are, whom they serve, and why people should care. We call that statement a reason for being. It's a single sentence that describes your business. Once you know your reason for being, it is so much easier to develop your strategies, your service offerings, your products, to hire the right people and to communicate with everyone. Knowing your reason for being is like a key to the palace. It's what connects you to your passion, to your employees. It's what connects customers to you. It's the, the DNA, if you will, of everything that's to come. So we're really good at that. The second thing that we learned we're good at is turning those stories, if you will, into experiences. And no matter how hard you try or how much you spend, your brand, your business, your, your new offering, your invention can't be any better than what your customers experience with it. So if you focus on the experience right from the beginning, you have a much better chance of delivering something that really, really connects with folks. And the third thing we're pretty good at is prototyping. So we have about a half a dozen ways that we can help people prototype their ideas. And you know that in electronics and software, even in machine parts, prototypes are really popular. But most people don't think about prototyping their story or their business plan or their pitch. So once we've got the reason for being squared away for a client, and once we understand what's the experience they're trying to deliver, then we start going back and forth with them, with their partners, with their creative suppliers, whomever they need to bring to the table, and we adjust and adjust and adjust. And it's very quick. It takes days and weeks. It doesn't take years or decades to do that. And the, uh, the insights that come from that really fast transitioning of the ideas with everybody on board is this. Everybody sees where the business is going and how it's going to get there exactly the same way. And when you have that kind of alignment from your team, there's almost nothing you can't do. 
What do you think? Uh, I know. I know this is going to vary from client to client, but I do also know that as you bring, as you onboard new clients, certain themes tend to arise over time. Uh, what kind of what kind of um, general themes do you notice with new clients in terms of mistakes that they're currently making? Well, you know that's that's really interesting. The the reasons have not changed that much in the last you know twenty five years that I've been practicing. But the ones that are the most current right now are the world is changing around me and I don't know where to go or what to do. Mm. The next one is I have some really cool ideas, but I can't convey them convincingly enough so that I can earn the followership of my paid employees, my customers, and my partners. And sometimes people are uh, sticking with something too long. They're afraid of change. Some of that gets some of that ideology of you know it's not broken don't fix it is very very baked in to the way most Americans do business because as soon as you take money from the outside or as soon as you step on the incentive bandwagon or train whatever you call it all of a sudden you're trying to maximize returns so that you can get more of your commission or more of your sale or whatever number you're shooting for and that tends to create some very odd and bizarre behaviors. In my opinion, especially in service business businesses, it's what can separate a company who's doing a really good job from the changing preferences of its clients. So very important to know when you're holding on to something for too long. And um, those are the three things that I think are top of the charts right now. Oh, that's great. And uh, so if somebody's listening to this uh, podcast episode and they fall in that category or they just even want to, uh, in one of those three categories, or they even just want more information on Story Miners or yourself, um, what's the best way for them to reach out to your company? Sure. Um, there are three ways. Check out our website at storyminers.com, S-T-O-R-Y-M-I-N-E-R-S.com. If you want to find out more about me, LinkedIn is a great way to go. Just type in Mike Wittenstein, W-I-T-T-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. And if you're not a telemarketer, you're welcome to call me. On my mobile phone, it's 404-229-5809, based in Atlanta on East Coast time. All right. Well, hey, Mike, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your experience and specialty with uh, myself and the audience. Uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, um, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you again, Mike, for coming on the show. Thank you.